Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 92, continuing our series looking at spiritual rhythms and practices. And today we're talking about listening to God. Uh, and again, this is one of those really, really simple subjects, but very important because we all want direction. We all want to know where God is leading and guiding us. And we all, we want to want to feel like he's with us. And, uh, and one of the ways that happens is we hear his voice and it's, it's comforting. And sometimes his voice can be kind of challenging as well. And, um, but, but the truth is I would rather have God speak to me, um, even in, um, in, in rebuke than not to hear him yeah. speak to me at all. Yeah. So anyway, we, we're, we're kind of d- jumping ahead a little bit, but let me ask a question. Okay. So on a scale of one to 10, this is very personal, uh, on a scale of one to 10, how would Steve and the rest of your family rate your listening skills? Okay. Um, decent. I, okay. I think that is not a number. <laughs> But I do know, well, and it depends on the situation. I do am prone, as we talked about in the slowness episode, I am prone to multitasking. Yeah. So that is when my listening gets in trouble. Or when the kids were littler, sometimes the things that they would say were not as interesting to me. There is <laughs> right, the, right. the Kirsten family legendary story of of Jonathan uh, saying, mommy, don't say hmm, hmm, because he knew that if I just was answering, hmm, 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 you aren't listening. That I really had no idea what he was saying. Okay. So he caught on to that. So I, it is something I've tried to be very attentive to my attentiveness. So I, attentive I, to your attentiveness. I think I, like I do that. all right. Okay, but all still right. definitely room to grow. How about you? Um, well, man, I if, if Tanya were in the room, she would probably say that um, he's grown in his listening skills. Um, but early on it was, she talked to the back of my head most of the time when I'm watching sports and, um, and I'm multitasking too. I could hear everything she's saying, Yes. but it wasn't the fact that I could hear everything she's saying. She said it was the, um, it was kind of this idea that I wasn't paying attention to her. So, um, so she said, all you have to do is say, Hey, when this inning is over, or yeah. when this series is over, then we can talk. I didn't know I could do that. I, <laughs> I just thought I just needed to actually be attentive in that moment or when a commercial comes on. And so that's kind of how we've uh, played it. So I think I've grown, but I'm, I'm quite sure she would yeah. probably say he could do better listening uh, at listening. But I think I've grown in this area. Yeah. Yeah. So, but this, this is super, super important. It is because we have, I mean, just like we're talking about our listening skills and relationships with our family members, yeah. we have a relationship with God. So it Absolutely. is not, so that listening to him is a part of relationship and, and we want to grow in that. And let's talk about that a yeah, little bit. Yeah. And one of the things that when we, when we look at this particular habit, the spiritual practice, the spiritual habit of listening it really does when we listen to others, just um, as we're now bringing it full circle to God, it actually shows others that we value their words. Mm-hmm. We value them. Um, and if this is true of our relationships with other people, 
how much more true is it when when we talk about our relationship with God? So when we posture ourselves to listen to him, we're actually saying we value his words, yeah. we value what he says, and and this is a practice that actually helps us to value the words of God, to value the presence of God. Um, in our relationship with God. And so listening, prayer, or listening to God is that particular habit. And so um, so what is listening to God? We, we talk about it, but what is listening to yeah, God? I think a, a definition could be quieting the outer and inner noise. Like we have a lot of voices competing in our in our minds and our hearts for our attention and saying this is important this is what you should do whether that's on the outside or whether that is even our own internal thoughts it's quieting those things so that you can open your heart and listen for God's voice and yeah. his direction yeah. yeah and discerning what is God's voice yeah. and what are just voices from the culture that say this is what's most important or this is what you should prioritize or even our own anxiety or fear or other things that might be speaking loudly in our yeah. minds. Man, I can't like, like the, the quieting, the outside noise, I can't stress enough. We can't stress enough how important that is because we, we're literally bombarded with noise mm -hmm. all day, yeah. whether it is again, as you mentioned, internal or external, um, and everyone is clamoring for our ear and so to be able to quiet the internal and outside, the external and internal noise, to be able to recognize and discern God's voice, I think is super, super important. And so um, so it is this quieting, this inner and outer noise to hear, uh, to hear God. Mm -hmm. um, again, you mentioned a, a little bit of it is opening our hearts, not only quieting the noise, but it's now opening our hearts to receive, um, to receive from God. And the other thing that I think is pretty interesting is that th the reason why this is so important is because God actually wants to speak to us. Yeah. He actually wants to say things to us that move us to, um, to trust him more, to love him more, to pay attention to him more. So, so there's a deep dot desire from him, um, for us to, to hear his voice and for us to, quiet those internal and external noises so we can listen to them. So, so, but where do we, where do we see this in scripture yeah. or some examples of it? Yeah. I think one um, story where this is exemplified is in first Samuel yep. chapter three. Um, and to kind of set the context for when this is occurring, this is after Moses, this is after the Israelites have um, you know, they were slaves in Egypt. They've established, they've gone to the promised land. We're in that period of the judges before they have a king. Yep. And Samuel is a little boy who um, was the son of a woman who prayed and prayed and prayed for a son. Yeah, yeah. And he is a gift. And and she she made the promise to God that if she gave, if God gave her a son, that she would give him back. Yeah. And so Samuel, I mean, this sounds kind of crazy, is growing up in the temple. Right, I mean, right. we, we don't want you to drop your children off here for us to raise, <laughs> but that is what is happening here for Samuel. So he is being raised by Eli, yeah. uh, the, the lead uh, priest at the time. So Samuel's going to bed. Ordinary night, he hears someone calling him, gets up, must be Eli. Nope, it wasn't me. Go back to bed. Second time it happens, goes back to Eli. I'm certain you called me. Like, I'm hearing my name. Nope, right. it's not. Right. 
but he real but Eli says, Oh, I know what's happening here. This is God. He's God is the one who's calling you. Yeah, so now yeah. you need to be ready and listening. Yeah. And that's one thing that I love um, in this story in verse 10 is Samuel's posture for listening. Yeah. Um, in this third time when when God calls to him, he says, Samuel said, speak for your servant hears. Like he yeah. had a posture ready to listen. Yeah. And he is open to hearing from God. He is now he's well being attentive, as we we said earlier. Um, he got rid of the distractions, the confusion that he was having those first right, couple of right. days. Like, okay, yeah, I am ready to hear God yeah. what you have to say to me. I think that's yeah. very important. I, I, and again, as you mentioned, I love this story because it's so apropos to what we're talking about, but it also. Um, God desires to speak to anyone who's ready to listen. This, mm -hmm. He's a little boy. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to be, you don't have to be 50 years old to start listening and hearing from God. Samuel is a little boy and, and his, his heart posture was God is speaking and I want to, I want to listen. And the interesting thing is part of the text says is that the word of God wasn't um, it wasn't listened to or heard often. Yeah. And so this was this was kind of God breaking into a system where people's hearts were hard against God's word. And it's interesting that he doesn't go to the adults. He actually goes to the children mm -hmm. to say, I am going to speak. And, and again, the rest of the story, Sam, Samuel grows up and he is uh, a, a prophet who listens to God. And so I love this story that his posture, but also that God chooses probably something different than we would choose. Mm -hmm. He chose to speak to a little boy who was ready to listen uh, to God. And, and I think that's really the big deal for us is, are we ready? Do we have a heart posture ready to listen to God? If we do, then God will speak and it's up to us to pay attention to what he has to say. Yeah. Yeah. Another scripture is where Jesus talks about this in John chapter 10, verse 27 um, Jesus says that the follow, his followers will know his voice. Yeah. yeah. And so knowing his voice implies that we're listening, that he is also right. that he is speaking. So we know Jesus is speaking. And as his followers, we need to know his voice. Right. Which let's pause on that. Like, how do we know that it's God who's speaking and not outside culture, not our own thoughts that we were thinking, how do we know? Like, how does God speak to us? Yeah, man, I, that, that's a really, really good question. And again, um, he begins, or, or we can begin with the, the word of God. The word of God is one of the ways that God speaks to us. Mm -hmm. And um, and when we read his word, we spend time in his word, we get to know his voice in that way. I think the Holy Spirit also, because the Holy Spirit wrote the Bible, the Holy Spirit is another way we can recognize the voice of God. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit is going to align our hearts with what God has said. So the Holy Spirit, um, I believe um, the the Bible, and I think in, even in community, like, like even um, Samuel goes to Eli and yeah. says, like, Help I'm hearing it. something. Help me yeah. to discern. <laughs> and so Eli says, that's God. That That's not 
you're that's not the taco you ate last night. I'm not even certain if they ate tacos back then. Hmm. So <laughs> but uh, there's a sense that that's not, you know, a late night meal that is God speaking. Mm-hmm. And I think we have an opportunity when we live close in community and we we give people uh, access to our lives and um, and we're willing to be vulnerable and transparent to others. Hey, I think this might be what God is saying to me, but mm-hmm. I'm not certain. Can you help me discern this? And I think we get an opportunity to discern God's voice that way. But again, we there's nothing, there's no substitute for spending time with God spending time with Jesus to to hear his voice to discern his voice the more we more time we spend with him the more we'll recognize his voice now there's no way in the world that you would mistake my voice from Steve's voice correct there's no way in the yeah. world because why because you've spent how many years have you been married? 26. 26. 26 years of, you know his voice. Yep. Why? Because you've spent time with him. Same thing. I wouldn't mistake your voice for Tanya's voice because I've spent time with my wife and I hear her voice. I know her voice. And that is the same uh, kind of posture we should have. Mm-hmm. The more we hear his voice through the gospels, the more we'll recognize, um, and I love Annie Downs uh, taking us through the gospel, that podcast you mentioned mm-hmm. uh, episodes earlier, that as she takes us through the gospels, we get a chance to hear Jesus's voice, how he responds in compassion, how he shows up in rebuke, um, whether it's the disciples or others. So I think those are some ways in which we can recognize his voice. I mean, would you add anything to that? No, I think that's great. I mean, bottom line, starting, and maybe that is someone's first next step is just reading scripture more, taking that in, whether that's listening to it, reading it, that is the st- first step of knowing. And that's a continual knowing. I mean, yeah. When we know, we know what God sounds like, Yeah, that is going to help us discern. And then for sure, the input of other people. Um, I think we can also see God speaking through nature. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. he says that in Romans that you can know that I'm real yeah, yeah. by what you see in nature. And I think time and time where God has used things in the natural world to speak spiritual truths to me, whether that was, I think of a a hike I did just by myself last winter. um, And the path was, well, as is always true of me, I'm okay. I'm going to do this (laughs) super fast and just knock it out. And the ice or the, the trail was a little icy. So I had to slow down or I was going to fall on my butt. Yeah. And it caused me to slow my pace and notice more things. And then I thought, okay, Lord, I yeah. see what you're doing here. That's this really was good. That, there was a lesson. It was God speaking to me through the natural surroundings. So That's really good. He can use all kinds of yeah. things for sure. I, I wanted to bring a verse. Uh, this is Isaiah 55, verse three. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and it just, it speaks volumes, um, w- you know, when we come to the word, when we, pray and we're postured to listen. It says, come to me with your ears wide open. So sometimes I have a tendency to come with my mouth wide open and my ears shut. And yet Isaiah says, come with, come to me with your ears wide open, listen, and you will find life. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you. I will give you all the unfailing love I promised to David. Obviously, he's talking to Israel, but yet there is this transcultural principle 
when I come to God, do I come expecting him to speak mm-hmm. or do I come, um, this is, I'm, I'm just doing the perfunctory thing. I'm praying, I'm saying a bunch of words, but I don't really expect him to speak to me in this moment. But Isaiah says to the people of, uh, the people of Israel, come to me. This is what God is saying to them. Come with me with your ears wide open. So that is a readiness to listen because God is going to speak. And then when we listen, Isaiah says, we're going to find life. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really what we want when we come to God and we expect him to speak. Now, he may not say all the things we want him to say, but the fact that he's speaking to us and we can discern his voice, we can recognize his voice, I believe that's life to us. And many a days where God has said some things that I did not want to hear, but yet it it felt good to discern that he was actually speaking to me. And so um so coming to coming to him with our ears wide open, ready to listen and when we do we'll find life when we when we do. Yeah. Yeah. He do, he does speak. He says yeah. that over and over, over and over that he is speaking to us in his word but then also in our personal lives. When you think of Isaiah 30:21 um says and your ear shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, yeah, walk yeah, in it. When you turn to the right or to the left, like yeah. those are, that's very specific. And and God has specific things to tell us and guidance to give us if we are attentive and know his voice and ready to listen. Yeah. And and probably just one more passage, and we'll just hit this one and, and move on. Revelation 3.20, um, Jesus is talking to the church at Laodicea, interesting that uh, it, it's a church and Jesus is outside the church and which is very scary in some sense that he's, the, um, you know, this this church is his body. And yet they've kind of their wealth and their self-sufficiency, they kind of kind of put Jesus on the outside. And then he says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. So Jesus is knocking. And if you open the door, I will come in and I will fellowship with you and you with me. So really one of the biggest um, aspects, and we're kind of getting into some of the benefits of listening to God, is the deep fellowship with God, the closeness. So when we come and we listen to God, God invites us to get close to him. Can you imagine that the God of the universe, us human beings are invited to get close to God, to get close to the one who created everything. And uh, kind of going back to the Isaiah passage you talked about is when we fellowship closely with him, we recognize his voice and he says, I'm leading you in this direction. Don't go, don't, don't go to the left. Don't go to the right. Mm-hmm. Just listen to my voice and I will lead you. So that's another one of those passages that I think is really, really important that the listening prayer and listening to God is an invitation to closeness to him. Yeah. Yeah. And for sure, that is one of the benefits of listening. We can talk about some of those even more. I, uh, and I, I guess also with that, when we're talking about listening to God, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to have something to say every single time. Yeah. Like we, we had um, an episode on silence and sometimes that silence is just peaceful resting in his presence it and if you don't hear something in air quotes doesn't mean you did it wrong (laughs) exactly or you missed something i I do want to clarify expectations on that like some and i still think there is great benefit in that just posture of listening and a readiness to listen and to hear from him 
even if you don't hear something yeah, yeah. every single time. Yeah. Um, but then when you do hear and when you follow his direction, just the peace, um, it is that greater, just as with a human relationship, a greater understanding of who God is, uh, a greater resting and trusting in his leading and guidance. I think of a specific time in my life, really the first time I could pinpoint that God spoke to me yeah. um, was when I was out of college first summer applying for teaching jobs and had a interview in Grand Rapids at Grand Rapids uh, Baptist Academy, I think it was called at the time. I'm not sure that school even exists, but having gone to Christian school since fourth grade, it was very comfortable for me. I was like, I know what this Christian school setting would <laughs> right. be like. I had right. a friend in Grand Rapids that I could room with. They offered me the job right after the interview. And I was, oh, oh, also up to that point, I had had a couple other interviews and got the classic, you're a really great candidate. We're just looking for someone with more experience. <laughs> okay. Well, how am I supposed to get experience if you don't give me a job? Yeah. So had a couple of those, but as I'm driving back and seeking God and asking him, you know, what should I do? Should I take this job? It seems like it's not, lot, lots of details and distinctly um, knew that God said, that's not the right one. Yeah. Yeah. And how I knew that, I mean, just try to verbalize that. It was definitely, it was not an audible voice yep, I was gonna in my that, ear, so, but yep. it was definitely a confirmed impression on my heart that I should turn that job down. There was something different for me. Yeah. And that was a little scary to turn it down without another yeah. job offer. I had a couple interviews still coming up, one at Williamston High School, which was actually where I got a job taught for yeah. five years. That's where I met my husband. So God had a very distinct plan that, but that was, that was the first time. And I do look back on that and know, I knew that yeah, God yeah, was yeah. speaking to me. And yeah. then just that assurance, even in a scary trusting situation, I knew that's what he was calling me to do. Yeah. The, the beauty of this and every single person who's a believer, um, you, you can actually have that same experience. Yeah. Um, why? Because the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, lives inside of me. And that's what you were talking about, how God confirmed. It was the Holy Spirit confirming that this is the direction. This is not the direction you should go. And and I, and I and the beauty is, is that every single person can have that kind of, and every single experience will be different, mm -hmm. but everyone can have an experience and encounter of having God's will, God's voice confirmed in them. He uses the word by the spirit in community to say, yeah, this is, this is a good direction. And, um, so I love, I love this story because your story, just because you, um, again, it wasn't an audible voice, right. but you knew there were, there was a, a measure of trust and faith both ways mm -hmm. to turn down a job and then ultimately to receive a job. And, and of course, uh, the rest is history. Ever yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so we, we, we talked about a few of the benefits. Mm -hmm. Um, um, again, God actually desires to speak to us. He wants to speak to us. That's the reason we should practice this particular habit. I think another one is God's words for us and to us, it actually shapes our response to life. Hmm. And so we might want to respond one way, but his words and listening to him in a moment can actually 
shape our response differently so that um, we we um, we say something that um, that we, we won't say something that we'll regret, but it's actually words that might give life to others. Or the way we respond to adversity mm-hmm. is another way that people, because people are watching us, they're watching how we live our lives and listening to God actually helps to shape our response to life so that others might say, like, shouldn't you be jumping up and down, screaming? Shouldn't you be stressed out by now? Even when you're getting ready to take your or your turn down a job, people are like, you're crazy or you're not. Why, why are you turning this job down when it's, you know, it's what one bird in the hand or whatever, yes. whatever they call it. So but but in that moment, you were like, no, his words are shaping my response to this situation right now. And, uh, and ultimately you're, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that you listened, um, because I think it's a story that we all now can benefit from Mm -hmm. any, any other reasons why we, yeah, I think we've hit on a lot. So let's get into the, the how the listening. And I think maybe a first, well, the first step we talked about was just knowing his voice, taking in God's word, um, Another previous episode, we talked about Lectio Divina, which is a specific way of reading scripture and listening and responding to God, slow, a slow, repetitive reading of scripture. Um, It makes me think of in elementary large group here, we, at the end of the lesson, build in response time because when we read God's word, we know that, that he is speaking to us. And so how does he want us to respond? And I remember when we were first in, uh, started doing this as a practice, I had a, it was a third or fourth grade boy. He said, well, I don't know that I've ever, that God ever spoken to me, but, and I think the lesson was on kindness. He said, but I did think that maybe I should be kind to my sister. <laughs> and I said, actually, that was God speaking to you. And so I think even in any reading of scripture, yeah, we should yeah. have that expectation that that is God's word to us. And there may be some specific application whether it's being kind to your sister or something <laughs> right, else, right. he does have things to right. say to us in yeah. response to his word. Yeah, I think, um, and I think that's that's really good. Um, we've had a number of people who asked, even even um, a couple of days ago, someone asked about, you know, how do you say that word again? It's a two part word, and um, I said the examine. No, no, no. no. Um, and I said, oh, lectio divina, and that's it. So, so there's this sense where people want to. There's a desire. If he's a microcosm of of everyone else, there there's a desire to hear God's word. But I think also we talked a little bit about this before, and that is um, music. Music has a way. Yeah of reinforcing and reaffirming. Ben talked about this a number of weeks ago, um, is music has a way of reaffirming the truth of God, has a way of reaffirming the promises of God. And so even when there are moments of adversity, what we need most is the promises of God confirmed in us, reinforced that God will never leave us nor forsake us, that he's promised to empower us. He's promised to um, to give us, to lead us beside rivers of water. He's promised to restore us. So these are, these are, these are things, again, putting uh, the word of God to music, to reinforce and to reaffirm his promises. I think um, there that that's a way to hear God's voice. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you the number of times I've been praying and then all of a sudden, and I, again, this is one of those 
those moments, right? Um, a song will come on the radio mm. and it's the very thing that I've been praying or it's the very thing that I've been yeah. contemplating and thinking about. And it's almost as if God is saying, okay, I see you, mm. I got you, and uh, I'm not going to leave you by yourself. So I think me, worship music is a way to, to listen to. And those are moments we can easily miss yeah. if we're going at such a fast pace. I mean, again, to harken back to our slowness episode, if we are going so quickly and multitasking and jamming so much into our schedule, we're going to miss opportunities to hear from God. Yeah. yeah. Um, so having that posture like Samuel did, yeah. speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Yeah. Uh, that's when we will hear from him. If it's like, all right, so we've, you know, a praying and a, hmm, <laughs> all right, moving on. Yeah. Yeah. We're, he, we're not going to even settle our minds. That's not quieting our minds yeah. to get back to our definition enough to hear from him. So I think that that is also a key thing. Um, let's talk a little bit about how we discern God's voice from other voices, from our own flesh, yeah. from the enemy. How do we know that it is God speaking to us? Yeah, that, that's a that's a really really important question. Um, and 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 I think we we talked a little bit about this before we go back to knowing um, knowing the real uh, versus the fake. So mm -hmm. know God's word, um, listening to it, um, and also being able to recognize that Satan is going to deceive. He's going to lie. He's going to. Um, he's going to say things that are diametrically opposite of what uh, the character of God and who God is. He, his playbook doesn't change. I mean, back in the Garden of the Garden of Eden, um, he tried to convince Eve that God is not good, that God is holding out, and so there. Uh, Satan will always use deception. He will always use strategies to attack the character of God, the goodness of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God, to get us to actually abandon God. Mm -hmm. And so if if it's not drawing us closer to God, we can pretty much say that uh, that might be the enemy mm -hmm. trying to plant seeds. Same thing um, if we if the the world is saying things that are diametrically opposed to a system of belief that's different than what God has revealed to us in his word, then we can, we can kind of say, ah, that's not that's what not, God yeah. is saying. And uh, some of it is more clear than others. And I think that's where community comes in. Hey, I'm reading the scripture. Hey, you know, for instance, my, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, moving in with my boyfriend or girlfriend. It's like, before, you know, before you get married, like that, you know, w what do I see wrong with that? Well, the world talks about that and, mm -hmm. you know, kind of test things out before you get married. And, and obviously we can see in scripture that you, you truly are placing yourself in harm's way to impact your relationship with God. And again, the Bible talks about, um, not being, uh, sexually active before marriage. And so we, those are some clear things we can see in scripture. And, and again, I think we judge what the world says by what the Bible says. And, um, and again, the flesh, um, that is our, our, our flesh wants to, we, we want to please ourselves. So if it's something that's causing me to get angry, more than likely that's not listening mm -hmm. to God. God is not um, God is not telling me that mm -hmm. if it's something that is causing me to be more anxious, 
then God is not saying that. More yeah. stressful, yeah. less peaceful, more rude. Yeah. Those kind that is that is of the the sinful nature and that's leading me away from God and not toward God. So mm-hmm. so I think there are ways those are some ways and I yeah, think we I can think judge it. I think that's good. I mean God is not going to tell us things that cause fear, yeah. shame or guilt. God's not going to tell you you're worthless yep. or you'll never get it together or work really hard and maybe I'll love you. Yeah. Those yeah. are things that God would Perfect. never say. Absolutely. We might <laughs> tell or we might have other people say those things yeah. to us, but we can know God's not going to say things that cause fear, shame, or guilt, all the, the things that you were mentioning too. Those are good little litmus tests. Yeah. And back to that, if we are just taking in his word, if we know his voice, we will be able to detect what is false. Absolutely. Great. Wow. Well, what can we, what can we believe about God and believe about ourselves? Well, the easy one. What we can believe about God is that he does speak to us. He and does he, speak. He wants to speak to us. He wants us to listen. And then on our part, we need to slow down enough yeah. so that we can, so we are listening. So we are noticing how he's speaking to us and respond to that. Yeah. I And again, the first part, I, I would double click on that, co-sign on that. Uh, God wants to speak. And then secondly, uh, from the Isaiah passage, Isaiah 55 and 3, come uh, with our ears wide open Mm -hmm. because he truly does desire to speak to his people. Yeah. And our mouths closed. I think that's worthwhile (laughs) that part too. Oh, well, thank you friends for joining us. We love that you have chosen to give us a little of your time and we encourage you to have a spiritual conversation with someone else this week.